Dead North's Blight Christmas 2, Day 5. Tonight we have Tom St. and 855 for truth Holidays mean family and tradition. And family and tradition mean... Well, sometimes it's complicated what family and tradition mean, as this piece so clearly illustrates. You're driving all by yourself down 35E. Alone. Again. Nana threw you out again. Yep, you couldn't keep your mouth shut after she made a snide remark about your partner. What was it she said to you before she tossed your backpack to the curb after you? Stop poisoning your sisters with those sinful ideas of yours, Jenny, she'd hissed. And so you got in your car, a beat-up rust bucket that was once a red Geo Metro named Ruby, and drove away into the night. Now here you are, driving south to your friend Percy in Rochester. Again. Tears fill your eyes and blur the road in front of you, but it's not like it matters. The roads are deserted at this time of night. Until a deafening honk startles you and you swerve a bit on the road. A truck driver scowls down at you and flips you off as he passes your hunk of junk, the tiny car swaying his wake. Can't make it the whole way. You'll have to find somewhere to rest. A motel? Not enough cash on you, and you're too young to rent a motel room anyway. You could go back, but Nana would just tell you to leave again, and all your friends went away for the summer. Uh, rest area? Fine. It's not like you have much of a choice. You pull into the deserted rest stop and park your car. It seems secluded enough. No one else passing through here at this time of night who could either rob you or call the cops on you for loitering. You try the bathroom door, but of course it's locked. Great. Now you'll have to take a piss in the grass. After you relieve yourself and clean up as best you can, you start to walk back to the car, but you luck out and spot a couple of vending machines that are still on. You feed a couple dollars into the vending machines, which yield you a package of off-brand Oreos and a bottle of cherry Coke. You walk back to your car, good old reliable Ruby, and pat her hood like she was your prized stallion, which in a way she was. You sit in the car and sip the Coke, wanting to save the cookies for later when you got really hungry. You slip the package into your backpack, sigh heavily, and finally pull out your phone. There's a few texts from friends, asking if you're okay, saying they haven't heard from you lately, asking if they can do anything for you. You shoot off replies, basically letting them know you're fine. Nana kicked you out, but you've got a place to stay for the night. You conveniently leave out the fact that the place to stay for the night is a rest area in southern Minnesota. You think about calling Percy to at least keep you company for a little while, but at this hour she's not likely to be awake. No, better to just lock the doors and try to sleep. Except you can't. This car wasn't made to be slept in, so you shift uncomfortably, trying to find a position that will allow you some rest. Then you give up and pick up your phone again, unsure of who to call. You run down the list one more time in your head. Nana? No, definitely not. Mom? Probably not. She's still off in Europe and you're not sure what time it is there. And anyway, she'd just worry more when you tell her that Nana threw you out. Percy? No, she'd worry about you staying at a rest area and insist on coming down to get you. And you don't feel close enough with any of your other friends to call them. You toss your phone onto the passenger seat. But then you remember that billboard you saw on the highway. The one that gleamed like a beacon in the black night. 
the one with a glowing cross and a picture of the earth in bold white lettering that read, Are You Ready to Face God? There was a phone number on the billboard. You figure most Christians are kind and compassionate people, Nana notwithstanding. Maybe whoever's on the other end would have some hopeful words for you and some platitudes about how God loves you just as you are. After a moment's hesitation, you dial it. After one ring, the recorded voice starts to speak. A confident, young-sounding man's voice. Thank you for calling Gospel Billboards, where your call is very important to us. Have you ever considered what might be waiting for you when you die? You sort of tune it out as it continues, talking about needing to face your own mortality and have your spiritual life set in place so that you can enjoy the eternal kingdom of heaven. But then the voice says, Yes, Jake, I'm talking to you. Whoa. You must be sleepier than you thought. Me? No, I I must be hearing things, you whisper. You're definitely not hearing things, Jake. I know you called for a reason. You're right, you say. My my Nana kicked me out of the house just because of who I am, and I was hoping that you could tell me that, that... That she's absolutely right to do that, Jake? It asks. You don't say anything. How would you even respond? In your silence, the voice continues on. She needs to set an example for your younger siblings, and she can't possibly support your lifestyle choices. So she has to be harsh. She has to be harsh the same way that God must be. It says. You know you should just hang up. It's just a recording, right? Let me tell you what will happen, Jake, if you don't repent of your sins and give up this ridiculous notion of a homosexual lifestyle or whatever other degenerate troubles you've gotten yourself into. You've had enough of this. You hang up the phone and toss it again onto the passenger seat, this time like it's turned into a giant spider that's latched itself onto your hand. But then it rings again, the screen lighting up, the caller ID displaying the 855-4-TRUTH number that you just hung up on. It rings once. Twice. You reach over and press the red ignore button on the phone, and the ringing stops. But just as you let out the breath you didn't know you were holding in, the phone rings again. Same number on the caller ID. And this time, when you try to press the ignore button, the screen doesn't register your finger press. So you settle for ignoring the call the old-fashioned way and letting it go to voicemail. But here's the thing. It never does. It just keeps ringing. And after five minutes of the constant ringing... You can't take it anymore. You grab your phone and jam your thumb down on the green answer button, and immediately the overly pleasant male voice starts speaking again. You can't escape me, Jake. You called, and now I am going to tell you exactly what's going to happen to you and everyone you love if you don't immediately repent of your sins and renounce your disgusting deviant lifestyle, the voice says, and you can hear his sneer over the phone. Fine. You say, flat and numb, just get it over with. He starts in with a description about how when you die, you will be led before God, a gleaming white man, of course, in a gleaming white robe with an immaculate snowy beard who goes through the book of your life and judges your actions. When he reaches the part about the homosexuality, he will recoil and pull a most disgusted face at you. He will point behind you and say, Get thee gone, you vile sinner. In a booming voice that deafens you so much that all you can hear is that terrible ringing as you were dragged away and cast down, down, down. 
Worse still, all your relatives who have died and gone to heaven because they were good, God-fearing Christian men and women, the voice emphasizes this very deliberately, will be able to see you. They will see you be tortured and hear your screams and be unable to do anything about it. Is that what you want for them? Do you want to ruin your chance in heaven and your family's eternal happiness with the sickness that can be so easily cured? The voice asks. You barely squeak out a response. No. <laughs> That's what I thought, Jennifer. It used your dead name. Whoa, this dude goes for the jugular. You don't say anything. You can't speak a word that you're crying so hard. I'll be texting a link where you can find more information about our ministries, Jennifer. I hope you decide to do the right thing and repent of your sins. Remember that it's not too late. For now. Thank you for calling Gospel Billboards, and I hope you have a pleasant evening. Good night. The phone clicks and the line goes dead. You stare at the phone, tears still blurring the wallpaper of you and your sisters that's on your phone's home screen. Imagine telling someone all that and then having the audacity to say, have a nice day. Screw it. You open up your contacts list and call your mom. You hear barely one ring until she picks up. Hey, Jake. Are you okay? It's gotta be past midnight back home. What's going on? You hesitate. It's so good to hear her voice. Hear your real name. But you take a deep, shuddering breath and start to speak. M mom Nana kicked me out again. Dead North and Blight Christmas are oncoming productions created by Sean and Mallory Dillon, with assistance from Hot Chocolate Media. Theme and interstitial music is by Eric Ostrom. We very much want to pay the artists that contribute to Dead North while covering our costs. We'd love your help in doing that. Go to oncomingproductions.com to sign up at Patreon to help sustain this podcast with even just $1 a month. Happy holidays. Tune in tomorrow. And stay safe out there. <laughs>